Well, my father, one of my heroes, he said to me, Shay, what you're really great at is marketing. That's the key. That's the missing piece to a lot of businesses. You can help a lot of people in that way. And that's how digital resource came to be. Because my dad said, that's something I'd be great at, that that's missing a lot of businesses. And I did agree. So taking my customer service skills and my sales skills that I built in my landscape construction company and my marketing knowledge I gained in college because that's what I went to school for. And that's what I practiced on my landscaping company. That's how digital resource came to be today. So we are that you know missing piece to a lot of businesses. Welcome. You are listening to the Hero of the Hour podcast, the show dedicated to empowering you to take financial freedom into your own hands. Through expert interviews with decades of experience, this show will give you not only the tactical strategies of what's working in business, but the appropriate mindsets to master your financial future and build generational wealth. Heroes and entrepreneurs operate with a similar anything is possible mentality, and that is exactly what our show is about. Your host is none other than Mark B. Murphy, CEO of Northeast Private Client Group and best-selling author of three books, all dedicated to helping others plan for generational wealth. He and his team are on a mission to share their knowledge and techniques so that others can enjoy a life of financial security and freedom. Get ready to be inspired to create the life of your dreams. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Hero of the Hour podcast. Today, we have a very special guest joining us. Shay Berman, the founder and president of Digital Resource, is here with us to share his incredible journey as a marketing expert and shed light on the power of education and business success. Shay Berman is a renowned figure in the marketing industry, known for his expertise in developing effective strategies for forward-thinking companies. Through his clear-cut approach to internet marketing and unwavering determination, Shay has propelled his clients' businesses to unprecedented heights. Under his leadership, Digital Resource has received numerous high-profile accolades, firmly establishing them as industry leaders. Shea shares his personal journey from a landscape construction company to founding Digital Resource, highlighting the pivotal role marketing played in his own success story. He reveals the true essence of digital marketing, going beyond specific tools and focusing on raising awareness to the right people at the right time through various digital means. One of the key takeaways from this episode is understanding the distinction between expenses and investments in marketing. Shea discusses the importance of measuring ROI and approaching marketing as an investment rather than a cost. He shares his own experiences and provides valuable insights on how businesses can make smart decisions when it comes to allocating resources for marketing purposes. But that's not all. Mark and Shay also explore the concept of taking calculated risks in business growth. They discuss the significance of conducting due diligence and following well-thought-out plans to maximize success. In an era of skepticism and misinformation, establishing trust becomes crucial. Shay emphasizes the value of education and becoming an authority figure in marketing to build that trust and credibility. Without further ado, Let's jump right into this enlightening podcast episode with our special guest, Shay Berman. Hello, everybody. It's Mark Murphy, founder and CEO of, of Northeast Private Client Group and Sequoia Private Client Group. I'm here with one of my guys, Mike Millman, but uh, we're not the special guest today. Uh, we're here with our friend, Shay Berman. And uh, Shay Berman is the Uber dental marketer. 
He's got the Uber dental marketing firm of all time. And uh, I was just hoping, uh, you know, Shay, thanks for taking some time to share some of your wisdom of uh, how you can help people watching this podcast uh, take their businesses to the next level. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on, Mark. I'm excited to talk with you today. One of the reasons Mike and I, we call this podcast the Hero of the Hour podcast is because, you know, I only have people on this podcast that are either personal heroes to me or are heroes to other people. Tell me who are some of your heroes or or you know, just let's start out by you talking about you know who, who what a hero means to you. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about what a hero means to me. And I think to put it simply, I think it's someone who achieves great success in a very humble manner. A lot of times our heroes don't even realize that they are heroes. They don't realize they're achieving things that we don't know, know or believe are achievable in our own eyes. And I was trying to think of like, who is a hero to me. And obviously my family, my father, my mother, some business people I look up to came to mind. But I think the heroes that I surround myself with every day happen to be my own team members in my company. My team members are extremely humble uh, and they go the extra mile and they don't realize the impact that they have on not just the business owners that pay our bills, but the teams within those businesses and showing those businesses what an investment in marketing can look like. They don't even realize the impact they're making. And I need to do a better job at showing them that so they can realize how great of heroes they really are. I think that's that's incredibly powerful. Mike, I, I have you on the on the line today. Anything you want to add to that before uh, we get into the power of digital marketing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Shay, you know, said it correctly. I think a hero is somebody that, you know, not only decides what they want to do for themselves, but what they want to do for other people as well. And, you know, there's plenty, I think there's plenty of people that end up being very successful, but are very successful for themselves. But the people that I think you really define as a hero are the ones that you say, you know what, they've created massive value and have helped other lives in creating their own success. And so I think anytime we're, we're trying to define a hero, it's those people that that kind of last in our minds. And Shay, I think you said it said it perfectly. You know, one of the things I, I believe, and by the way, you know, Mike, I don't know if you know this, but you know, we not only do we get to see Shay at a lot of conferences throughout the course of the year, but actually in the, in the wintertime, we're neighbors in uh, Palm Beach. So uh, I've run into him a couple of times at Rocco's Tacos, and uh, I'm keeping an eye on him and making sure he's staying out of trouble. Uh, in fact, in fact, right. in fact, you know, this winter we'll have to have you over at the house. Uh, uh, you know, we generally you know, throw a few parties. We'd love to have you know you and you, you come over and join us. Yeah, but I'd love to. Here's why I think marketing is so powerful to me. No matter what industry you're in or what business you do, I always think that can't be better than fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth down the list. I think the most successful companies I know are a marketing company first, a training company second, and then everything else after after that. So, you know, I'd like to talk about when people talk about marketing, I'd like to talk about what you define as marketing and why everything's gone from where you started as a very young kid in this business to now as a seasoned professional where it's all gone digital. So love you to you know, enlighten us about, uh, about that journey. Yeah, you know, I couldn't agree more with what you just said as far as importance in business. Sales and marketing are number one and two. I mean, they, they could be swapped depending on who you're talking to. But when I actually first started my first company, it was a landscape construction company up in Michigan. And I started when I was 13 years old. By the time I was 21, I grew to be about 40 people. And I did a great job. And I thought I did a great job because we did great landscaping work and because I had great customer service. But I realized that it wasn't just those two things. It was my sales and marketing abilities. So when I moved to Florida, you know, restarted my life. I always want to be down here. I have a lot of family here. I was like, what should I do? Maybe I should restart my landscape construction company down in Florida. 
Well, my father, one of my heroes, he said to me, Shay, what you're really great at is marketing. And what most business owners aren't great at, out, you know, they know their business, they know how to you know, work that what the service they offer, they know their products, they don't know how to market. That's the key, that's the missing piece to a lot of businesses. You can help a lot of people in that way. And that's how digital resource came to be. Because my dad said, that's something I'd be great at, that that's missing a lot of businesses. And I did agree. So taking my customer service skills and my sales skills that I built in my landscape construction company and my marketing knowledge I gained in college, because that's what I went to school for. And that's what I practiced on my landscaping company. That's how digital resource came to be today. So we are that you know missing piece to a lot of businesses. They know how to run their businesses. They know how to sell their products a lot of times. But we help them get their products or their services in front of people so that they can be seen as an, op- an option more often. And we do it digitally. You know, in our world, we always thought we were a marketing company in the sense we, we had alliance partnerships, uh, law firms, accounting firms, banks, uh, agents in the sports and entertainment space, uh, coaches, et cetera, et cetera, sending us opportunities. And we were sending opportunities uh, to them as well. Right? We, we did a lot of speaking. We, we did a lot of internal marketing to our existing clients, et cetera. But and maybe it's just because of my age, but it's only been over the last year or two that we've really gotten involved really, really heavily in effective promoting of our books and our podcast and our social media and all of the other things that it's a whole new world that's really exploded our business. I don't think everybody, when they say digital marketing, I think they, you know, they have their own vision of what they think that is. What is digital marketing to you? What, if, if I didn't know anything about it, what would you tell me? Well, that's exactly right. A lot of people come to us saying, I want to do Google ads, or I want to do Facebook ads, or I want SEO. And we take a step back and say, okay, what are the goals? What are you trying to accomplish as a business? Because let us decide what tools in the digital marketing playbook make the most sense for your business, instead of just asking us for a tool that may not be the right fit. So what is marketing to us? Marketing to our company is, how do we raise the level of awareness to the right people at the right time through digital marketing means mostly. Now, as a marketing company, obviously focused on digital, that's where a lot of our resources and our expertise fall. But as you said, marketing is all encompassing inside your business. It's how you go after referrals. It's how you market to your employees. It's how you maintain retention of your clients and your team members and so much more. So it's really about, again, raising that level of awareness at the right time to the right people using the best means, most effective means possible. You know, one of the things you uh, you talk a, a lot about, you talk about a, a few things. One is, we believe there's only two things. There's expenses and there's investments. You know, oftentimes when people are making decisions about marketing, who to hire, how much to spend, what the budget is, if it's an expense, it's it may be on the chopping block. If it's an investment, they almost have an unlimited appetite for investment. How do you help people to sort of, you know, understand the difference between an expense and an investment and, and, and to measure the ROI on marketing? It also comes down to the, the upfront contract, as we call it, when we're working with a potential new client, letting them know that they're going to see this as an expense until they see it as an investment and giving us the opportunity to pull their books, pull their numbers, show them their direct return on investment, and them carving out the time to do so is so important in making this an investment. I tell them from the start, you will not invest in this if it's a cost. You will continue to hire us month over month and continue to move forward when you see it as an investment. But you have to take the time on your day to pull the right reports, talk with us, give us feedback, and allow us to give you feedback on your processes too. Because although we send leads, not every practice or business is built to close that business in the best way possible. And we also want to give feedback back so that they can get the most out of their investments. So ultimately, it comes down to taking the time to measure. 
So many people want results, but not everyone's willing to take the time to measure. You know, people hire Mike and I to help them make smart decisions in life and smart decisions with money. And we we also believe that we people should take no uncompensated risks, but they need to take risk to, to grow their business. So I always say, I'm not afraid to be different. I'm afraid to be the same. And so you speak a lot about taking calculated risks. Tell us what that, tell us what that means too. Yeah. So t- taking a calculated risk is doing your due diligence. Are, has this worked before for companies like mine? Has a company that I'm looking at that I'm going to take a risk with, if there is one, have they been successful in the past? What does that success look like? How is it success measure? How long did that success take to get there? And what was the ramp up period? Did success pop up overnight, you know, three months in? Or was it a gradual incline to see success when we got to the ultimate, you know, peak of that investment? Knowing the answer to those questions and asking those questions when you're ready to dive into an investment, in my opinion, is very helpful in determining your appetite for that risk. And if you can answer those questions, a lot of times there's not too much risk. Because you know the timelines, you know the amount of dollars, you know how you're going to measure it, you know how much time you have to invest. And it's just a matter of following the script that you set forth for measuring that investment. One of the differentiate, I don't believe in competition. I believe in differentiation. And one of the things that I, I see is that people don't trust the media. They don't trust the government. Uh, they don't trust each other. Artificial intelligence is now skewing things with you know fake stories and other things like that. And if you look at my phone or my email, there's probably 50 people a day that are trying to sell me something and everybody's trying to sell something to everybody else. And I think that one of the things I've noticed about your company is you become an authority figure, not by trying to sell people something, but you're educating people, uh, you're informing people and you're providing real strategy. Uh, Would that be accurate? It is like, that's our our way of marketing. We don't, we believe in NBC never be closing or NBS, never be selling. We literally do. Because if we're educating, we don't have to sell. We don't have to close. Our clients ask us if they can work with us. So we, instead of taking the time to hard sell people, we take the time to hard educate people. And if that leads to clients wanting to work with us, those are the best clients because they weren't hard sold. They were bought in because of the education they received and the way they were listening. Have you noticed that life is getting more and more expensive? From grocery prices to real estate values, everywhere you turn, prices seem to be skyrocketing. Well, Mark has dedicated decades of his career and life to serving entrepreneurs and professionals to build real wealth, and in most cases, multi-generational wealth. The reality is, we all have to navigate turbulent times in this economy, but the difference will be for those that have a roadmap and a customized plan for building wealth. That's why, as a listener to this podcast, we are so excited to share with you first access to Mark's newest book, The Ultimate Investment, a roadmap to grow your business and build multi-generational wealth. When you access this book, you'll discover how to know when you're working a job instead of a business. That hard work isn't all about hours put in. This will make you more productive. Why you need to live with your back against a wall. How to surround yourself with the right people who support your vision and so much more. Go to www.markbmurphy.com forward slash book to get access now. Once again, go to www.markbmurphy.com forward slash book. And now back to the show. You know, I, I think that's also critical for entrepreneurial people and business owners to think about is it's a mindset 
that no matter what product or service you're selling, and I think you should be proud to say that you sell a product or a service or or something like that, but I think your mindset has to be, I'm always the buyer and never the seller. In every situation I'm in, like my mindset always, I'm always the buyer and the seller in that you want to give them the opportunity to experience the Shea Berman experience or, you know, the digital marketing experience. I really connect with that. You're you're the anti-Alec Baldwin from Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. And I think people really appreciate that going forward because nobody wants to be sold anything. They want to be able to discover that this is going to help them create a bigger, better future. How about culture a little bit? You That's something else you, you find people either use as a third rail in marketing or don't really fully embrace. What does culture have to do with how somebody is going to market their business? Well, in our business, I mean, we are selling people. You know, we're selling a service, we're selling our time, and we're selling quality service and quality time. And with that, you need quality people. So especially in the market that we're in, we've been through a lot as business owners in the last few years of that job market and this job market. The better culture we have, it's a matter of fact, the better team members that we have, the happier team members that we have, the more they're willing to be heroes instead of be employees. So culture creates that hero mindset in your team. And the hero mindset in your team allows the quality of that time and that work output to be so much more exponential than it would be if they were in that employee mindset. So we say culture, we say culture, we say culture. And I think some people see it as kind of corny. And it does sound kind of corny because it's overused, that word, for the most part. But if you take out the corniness and the overusage of that word, culture is so important if you want to have the most quality work output possible in your business. And that quality work output creates the best customer service and the best work product. And that's just a, a matter of fact. And with that said, you're going to have one of the best business successes. So all the other things that you do in sales and marketing, ed education and connections and alliance building, all those things will get better and easier if you have a great team as a base. Would you enlighten all of us about the kind of verticals you're in, the kind of work to like to give somebody maybe an example of a, of a success story or or example of some of the things that you would do that would take a company that is doing very well or maybe not doing as well, and then you've opened the floodgates and you've turbo turbocharged their future. Yeah. So one of my biggest success stories that I'll use as an example here, uh, first, we're in dental slash medical in general. We're in home services a lot, franchise businesses a lot, and then other. We do work in a lot of other verticals, but those are our main three. So almost two years ago, there was a client, a dentist in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. He had worked with three, four other dental marketing companies, big, good brand names, nothing negative to say about those companies. They try their best and they usually do a good job, but didn't have the best experiences. When I sat down and listened to this doctor, it was, yes, some results, some pure ROI that wasn't adding up to what he wanted, but a lot of it was just not being listened to, not having them understand him the way you want to be understood, not knowing how to talk with him, not knowing how to rebut him when he needed to be rebutted, and not knowing how to accept some ideas when some ideas needed to be tried You know, to give the client a little bit of a give. So it really came down to customer service and the way we spoke to our client. He has five practices, but we ended up taking all of them on at once. And he was one of the biggest clients of one of the largest dental implant manufacturers in the country. Well, after about a year and a half of working with him, we increased his implant and full arch revenue by over 270% at most of his locations and higher at some of his other ones. And that story was told within this implant company, you know, the manufacturer, and it got up to the CEO. And actually just last month, we earned our global partnership with them to assist all of their implant clients worldwide, which we're so, so excited about. 
Uh, but I tell this story because yes, it was a massive success from an ROI standpoint, but he is a hard doctor. He's a huge D personality. It takes a specific person talking to him a specific way at a specific cadence, following up at the right time. And you have to hit all those marks because if you miss one with that type of personality, everything else can look like a failure, even when it's not. So do I think the other marketing companies that worked with them were doing a bad job? I don't know if they were. I think they just weren't hitting all the most important marks. And so knowing your client and knowing how to communicate sometimes is even more important than those results. There's something to do with chemistry and there's something about understanding people. It is amazing, as you, as you know, I know you're talking about the disc profile when you talk about a high D, but I, I actually think that, that people will tell you who they are and what they want to do. And it's not always verbal. You know, they tell you with their actions. So I always say, don't tell me, show me. And so not that you don't listen to what people say, but they're very clear in their actions in terms of of who they want and how they want to be serviced and 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 what they're looking to accomplish. And I think, you know, one of one of the uh, great expressions is the good the good ones tell, the great ones ask. And I think when you continue to ask people and you help them discover that, you can really help them and create a you know a win win experience. I always say I'm I went to school in the Midwest, went to Indiana. It's still Bloomington is my happy place. So I always say I'm a New Yorker with Midwestern sensibilities. Uh, you're a Midwesterner uh, now with uh, Florida sensibilities. What's the journey to Florida been like uh, for you and your your crew? So I love Florida. I mean, I've always wanted to be in Florida. It's fast paced. Um, it's a warm environment. I need the sun to be happy. I'm just that kind of guy. If it's cold, if it's dreary, I'm not a happy camper. Um, so it's been a really good experience moving to Florida, starting here. And one of the biggest things about Florida that makes the Midwest different, or at least Michigan, where I'm from, is that there's a lot of small businesses here. You know, where I grew up, you would walk into a plaza and it's a lot of chains. It's a lot of franchises. There's not so many small businesses. And it was like kind of 80-20. And when you go down to Florida, it's kind of flipped, like 80% small business, 20% like large corporations. And that gave me a really big opportunity to have more quantity when I was going after new business as a new business owner in the marketing space. So I saw Florida as a massive opportunity. I still do. I know there's plenty of other states that also have great opportunity, but Florida is just like a small business owner's place to be. I, yeah, we love it as well. I, you know, it's so funny. I'm kind of trapped and I love, you know, love being in New York, love being in New Jersey, but you know, we want to spend more and more time at our home in Florida. Cause it's, I agree with you. It's uh, I have a different mindset when I'm there, you know, and, and it's, it's all good. So I hopefully we'll happily get, get both. The last question that I would ask you and uh, would be like, people always say to me, you know, I want a seat at the table. And we always say to people, you don't want a seat at the table. You want to build your own damn table. And so one of the things that I appreciate about you is that, you know, so many folks is their, their, um, with their marketing plans is they're, they're trying to catch up to the latest and greatest marketing from 2019 or 2015. And so I've, I've always known you as someone that's a future thinking forward thinking kind of company. So I'd love to just ask, answer, ask the last question to say is tell me where digital marketing is now but where do you see it going to be in 24 or 36 or, or 60 months? Where do you see it going? So, what, do you, what do you think is going to be? Where, where do you think that's evolving to? So obviously with the artificial intelligence coming into play, everything's changing. Literally where we were in December is different where we are today. It's just what, six months later. So looking out 24, 36 months is difficult because I don't think we even expected to be here in the last six months. But I'll say this. Right now, it's all about automation. And not about automation in your marketing, but automation in your marketing as it connects to your sales funnel. Even in the spaces like dental, 
which I know we work a lot in. Doing sales automation, having the correct workflows, the right, right follow-up cadences, the right platforms to see what your follow-ups are, what you should be saying and when and how are so important because that's what the big players are doing and have been doing, but they're getting more prevalent and the small offices, the small groups need to be more on top of that. So automation, marketing, and sales is important today. In the future, it's going to be the, the intersection of artificial intelligence, not how chat GPT can create content for you. Not how you can create an animated video in five seconds, not about this tool, that tool or another, but how you learn to connect the tools together. Just yesterday, a team member of mine was able to create a movie in under 15 minutes. They create a script using ChatGPT. They copied someone's voice and created a voice automation. They found imagery and were able to put imagery to it. And we were able to create a mini two minute movie based on a script they created 30 minutes prior. Now, this is just the beginning and the AI tools are getting smarter and smarter, but how you use these tools in tandem is going to be the crux of marketing. Because yes, you can save two hours by writing an article by using ChatGPT, but how do you use another tool and another tool and another tool to create exponential power using the AI tools? And where does that take you in the marketing world? Tie that back in with sales and connect those two worlds together. You got a lot of things coming in the next 24 or 36 months, a lot. I mean, clearly there's major disruption that's going on with artificial intelligence, but for every place of interruption, I see only opportunity for those people that are nimble and smart and want to get ahead of the curve. I mean, I think you'll embrace it and use that to create even more abundance, you know, for folks that, that, uh, that, that embrace it. And I think for po folks that, uh, that don't, they'll be left behind. It's a, uh, to, to me, the, the greatest euphemism I heard for COVID was, Great companies use COVID as a as a as a time to massively expand and grow their companies, and the mediocre companies use COVID as an excuse of why good things didn't happen in their life. And I see the same thing with artificial intelligence. In fact, we're we're about ready to put out a white paper on not about just the dangers of AI, but where all the opportunities are to create, you know, you know, massive abundance going forward. And and I'm I'm excited about that because you know you and I and Mike can't stop that at all. I appreciate you. You were the catalyst to get Shay. I, we've known Shay a long time and, and not as well as we need to, but every time I spend time with him, I am impressed with him and what he does. And I would love that, you know, anybody in the franchise business or anybody in healthcare, I think should, should at least talk to him. And I think we've got to do a better job at, at introducing some people that could use his help to him. Having said that, Shay, how do people get a hold of you and how can, how can, uh, how can somebody who's watching this want to reach out to you? Where, where can they get you? Yeah, check out our website, yourdigitalresource.com. Um, I know it's again corny, but check out our social media pages. We're extremely active, especially for a marketing company, putting out a lot of resources, a lot of tools, things that you can use on your own and just knowledge you can gain on your own. Uh, so we'd be excited to talk with you guys if you want to check out our website and reach out. Again, it's always a no pressure conversation. We're just here to educate. And if it goes further, wonderful. And I have to say also, Mike, thank you so much for connecting us. And we're excited to see you in our office next week. And also, make sure we're connecting with you guys more often because that's also on us too. Yeah, we, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure this is anecdotal, but we we may be down there uh, 4th of July week. I, I haven't decided yet. So if you're in town and we're in town, I'd love to get together for a drink or a cup of coffee with you. Yeah, and, catch up. and just thank you for your time. I uh, I know you're running a really busy company and you know I just, just thank you for taking time to share your uh, thoughts with us, Shay. We appreciate you. You as well. It was really great to be on here today. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, thank everybody. You, appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the episode today on the Hero of the Hour podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe on whichever platform you are listening to this on. 
If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share the podcast episode with them. You can catch the show notes for this episode and more at www.markbmurphy.com forward slash podcast. Be sure to check out the other great books and resources on the website while you're there. Once again, it's www.markbmurphy.com forward slash podcast. All links can be found in the description below. We look forward to serving you on the next episode. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by PAS or Guardian, and opinions stated are their own. Registered Representative and Financial Advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS. OSJ, 200 Broad Hollow Road, Suite 405, Melville, New York, 11747, 631-589-5400. Securities products and advisory services offered through PAS, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Northeast Private Client Group is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. California Insurance License Number 0B36048. Arkansas Insurance License Number 741545. Expiration and submission numbers located in the show notes.